Welcome to the Forge Truth Podcast, where we are building great men as God defines greatness. Forge is a movement of men with a mission to help all men realize they are the deeply beloved sons of the Most High God. I'm your producer, Zach, and I'm here to discuss the issues that affect men the most with our two hosts, Dr. Pete Allenson, lifelong pastor and leader of Forge, and Jason Quinones, Bishop of Core Faith Church in Oviedo, Florida. Men, welcome to the show. Hey, here we are, Bishop. Yes, thank you, Zach. It's good to be with you guys today. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're 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 alive, well, kicking, ready to talk, eh? Absolutely. Right. Uh, we're today we're talking about character. It's the third mark of biblical manhood that we've been going through. That's the series we've been doing on the podcast. And character is so important in the life of a man. Pete, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about what that means? Yeah, let me unpack that just a bit, and then we'll we'll talk about it. Um, You you know, we've been talking about the five marks of biblical manhood, and, uh, and, and the first one we talked about a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, identity is the starting point. Uh, the gospel changes everything. It changes who we are. And so that in Christ, we are God's deeply beloved, redeemed sons. That's my identity. Now, the second aspect of, 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 of the marks of manhood is purpose, living biblically ordained purpose. And so we talked about the the biblical roles of manhood through which all of discipleship and manhood flow. And we talked about being a leader, worker provider, and a warrior ambassador. So identity is, is who am I? Who am I? Well, in Christ, you're a whole new person. And that's great news. That's great news. And then, and then purpose is why am I here? (laughs) Why did God put me here? Well, ultimately to glorify him and enjoy him in those three areas of purpose. And then the third area is character. Uh, Character answers the question, how in the world do I live? Uh, And, um, and, and this is how I think it's important. If we follow biblical character, then a man getting up in the morning, um, leaving his house, knowing that he's God's deeply beloved son, going out into the workplace where he leads, works, and makes a, a difference and fights for the kingdom and for his family and for other good causes, his country. Um, he's going to face so many situations that he just doesn't know, how, how do I deal with this? Well, that's where character comes in. Uh, if we follow biblically given character, We'll know how to live in a broken world. So I'm going to throw it back to you, Jason. What do you think of when you think of character and all this whole issue of a man and a man of character? What comes to your mind? So when I think about character, Proverbs 22 verse 1 says, a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. Mm. And I think your, your reputation is going to be directly connected to your character to some extent, but I also think, and I, I can't remember the exact quote, but it is something to the thought is uh, reputation is what other people see in you. Character is who you are when no one else is seeing you. Ah. And so when no one else is around, that's, that's, that's your character. And so it's who you really are. And, and it's extremely important if we're going to be men who are great. Yeah. Wow. That's true. Greatness is God defines greatness. Definitely affects character. Um, so read that verse again. Yeah. So a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. And I think as we were talking about purpose, we, as men, as workers, we can easily be like, yeah, I'm doing good. You know, we got, we got enough money in the bank. We're able to do all the things we want to do. We're saving, we're hitting all the marks financially, but 
do you have a good name? Uh. When, when people think of you, do they think of you as a shyster or are you like a man of integrity? Like, are you a man of character, a man of your word? And so to have a good name is the goal, right? Is that's, man, I, w- I want people when they, when they hear my name, that they're thinking positive things about me. And more than anything that they're thinking, if they know I'm a Christian and this guy, he, he really does follow the Lord. He's not playing games. Yeah, Zach, how, how many Christian men do you think hold to that verse? They'd rather have a good name than good than uh, abundant riches. Well, my guess is a lot of men reach the end of their life and realize that they had that flipped. Uh, and they uh-huh. wish they could go back and, and, and trade some of those things. Because the thing about character is, you know, we might think that we could fool people to think that we have more character than we do. But people are so good at sussing that out. Yeah. You, you, you're true character will shine through to the people you meet and you're, you're not going to fool anybody in the long run. Yep. Um, and character is in a lot of ways, one of the things under your control, you mm. can choose to have character. So ah, that's so good. I like that. Whereas, you know, there's a lot in this world where we can't control or, you know, it, it happens to us, but character and integrity is a choice that we can make. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that, that God promises to empower us in doing right. And lo, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the age, uh, his power is available to us to make those decisions about character. And, and that, and that goes on in our mind. You can see a bunch of guys sitting around the table, cutting a business deal and, and, and thinking about, I could say this and be half true, or I could say this and be fully truthful. And you, you see that this is something we deal with every day. A big part of what character is, is restricting your own options. Ah, so it's saying, so it's saying, I, I don't have this full buffet of, of options. I, I have less than that because I'm choosing to mm. not consider these things as options in my life in this decision, in this moment. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. I love that. I, I'm going to steal that quote. Yeah. Yeah. It's yours, yeah. It's yours now. It's, it, yours it's now. mine now. I'll give you credit the yeah. first time I use it. And then after that. There it is. Take it. <laughs> I, I mean, don't know who said this, but this was so great. <laughs> is that character? Right? Is yeah, that, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Is that integrity? Every, isn't it interesting how everything comes down to this? So in, in a very real sense, let me throw this out there. You know, the, 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 the wristbands people wear, WWJD, what would Jesus do? How does that work? to help shape our character and how does it not work for us? Well, again, it's, it's, uh, you know, when you talk about someone living um, by a code, right. Someone having principles, it's because they have boxed themselves in artificially mm. and said, uh, this is, this is how I'm going to be. This is, you know, I've decided that I'm always going to tell the truth or something like that. They have put a restriction on themselves, like basically blinders towards a certain direction because they know their own simple heart mm. and where it could go without the, those restrictions. And so uh, what would Jesus do is another way to do that. It's, it's to think, okay, I'm going to do what I think Jesus would do. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's a way of, yeah, restricting your options as far as like what good behavior is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think as with any piece of jewelry, it can just become that. It's like a decoration that we have. It's something that's cool. And at the time when that started, for sure, people were, oh, man, this is a really good phrase. But even like for us in our church, every week we say we're committed to certain things. And our thought is always, okay, are we just learning a phrase 
or are we actually living this out? Are we really committed to those things that we say that we're committed to? And so I think that it has to be, as Zach was saying, something that we're deliberate about and that we choose, that we're really consciously making this choice of, okay, what would Jesus do in this situation? Like I'm driving down the road and there's nobody in this car with me except Jesus. And what would... what would he do when he's cut off? Like how, <laughs> how would he act? Right. Is he going to go road raging on people or is he going to take a deep breath and be like, Lord, they need you. Or, you know, what, what, how's that going to work? So I think that to me, those are the ways that it can work if you're consciously making the effort, but if it's just a piece of jewelry or something, it's really going to make no difference. Right. Right. And I think that, uh, that that's so good. I, I, I think that we we do have to see as men following Christ that he really is our model. Notice that Jesus built 12 disciples, that he um, modeled living the life in front of him. And if you really have a fresh read of the gospels, Jesus will blow you away as a man. If you and I really try to follow him, where WWJD doesn't work is sort of the miracles. <laughs> you know, I mean, will God do a miracle through us? Maybe he can, maybe, but we can't depend on it. I can't read your mind like Jesus could read other people's minds. Um, but but if you look at it from a human standpoint, there are times where people said absolutely ridiculous things and Jesus called them on it. There, there are times when Jesus was dealing with hypocrites and he called them out. And we think, we think we're too nice to call people out today. Um, and so the WWJD thing uh, really does help us understand Jesus is a model, but we have to study him more carefully in the Gospels to see um, how we should respond to each person. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think getting to know him and being in his word and being illuminated by the truth of who he is will help us when we're dealing in the things that are not written clearly, because I think that that might be another weakness too, is, well, Jesus never dealt with this situation. Mm. And so I can look at how Jesus would deal with all the things that I see in the gospels, but what about the situation that I'm dealing with? What would Jesus do in that scenario? And I think if we would spend more time digging into who he is and what he did in the situations that we see, it would be easier for us to apply that and flesh that out in our own lives. That's the great thing about character is it's not situation dependent. So let's say you don't know exactly what Jesus would do in that situation because he, he, there's not an equivalent, right? He hasn't been cut off Mm. on the highway (laughs) by someone. Um, But you can look at his character and then apply that. And, Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the thing about character is it, it can really guide every decision and, and part of your life. That's right. Character is, is in a sense, of a principle of how you're going to approach life. That's why character answers that question, how do I live? Well, I live fo- as a follower of Christ, following God's biblical teaching, Jesus' example, as I can. And that um, that means I don't have to know all the answers to everything that I'm going to face today. So somebody somebody steals from me and I find out, well, how would I deal with them? How, how would Jesus do that? How does the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, self-control, that gets most of it. Faithfulness. That was the only one. You faithfulness. I, there, there you go. What, what's your problem with faithfulness, Pete? I know, but, but that raises the question of, uh, to do this does demand faith, right? If I'm going to live with the character of Christ, uh, it shows me how to live 
in every situation, but it means I got to trust God that he's going to bring good uh, if I do his will. Mm, yeah. Now, how does sin and brokenness apply to uh, this? A man that wants good character and he just finds him, he looking at his own heart, realizes I'm just a miserable, sinful person, right? Which is ultimately where we all come down at, you know, at some point in our lives, if, if we're going to be followers of Jesus. How does that person find um, hope in the gospel when he looks at his own heart and realizes the deficiency of character within him? Really, that's what the law should do. In fact, this is really, this is really where a lot of men come to faith in Christ, I think, where they're brought to the end of themselves. They've been trying to find their identity. Uh, they've been, they've been trying to find their purpose, their worth in what they do. And at some point their character fails them uh, their wife leaves them, their kids hate them, they're, they're fired from their job, their character lets them down, and they say, I, I don't have what it takes. That's a great place to be. <laughs> That's where the law shows us that none of us has what it takes, but Jesus does, and we need to come to him. I think of Luke uh, 645, where it says, out of the good treasure of your heart, a good man brings forth good, mm. and out of the evil, it brings forth evil. Yeah. And it, it's really, how does your heart overflow? It's the spirit that's overflowing your heart, right? So so out of your own heart, uh, your character comes both good or evil, but what is filling your heart is either going to be the spirit or the world. Mm-hmm. So Right. No, I agree with that. And uh, um, so- Fruit of the Spirit, what do you do What do you do when you're not ex- exuding and exhibiting uh, godly character? What, what, what does a man do? Yeah, so I think Dave Kraft in, in his book, Leadership That Last, I think is the name of the book. I read it uh, some years ago, and the one thing that he, that he talked about doing is every year he starts off his year with a particular character trait that he knows that he needs to grow in. Ah, I love it. And and I'll, I'll tell you the story because he shared it. But he said that this one particular year he was he was growing. He he knew he needed to grow in generosity, and so he was taking his daughter to school, and they were having a conversation. It's coming toward the end of the year, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, this is what I've been working on, generosity." And she's like, "Yeah, you might need to take another year for that." <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I say that. Two things. Number one is I think that we need to have real goals and growing in character. Again, being intentional, saying, okay, these are the areas you talked about, the fruit of the spirit, looking at my life, where where do I really need to grow? And I think the second thing is we don't need to just look in the mirror, but we need to ask other people to speak into our lives as well. And so his daughter did that in that moment. She was letting him know, hey, I know you, I know you're sincere about this, but legitimately you maybe need to grow. And it could have been too that she might've just asked him for something. He said no. And so she was trying to drop that in there. But nonetheless, I think in all seriousness, we do need to have those two things happening. And it's that we're personally seeking the Lord, trying to be intentional about growing in, in areas that we see are like the fruit of the spirit. And then the other one is allowing brothers, even our wives, sisters, children to speak into that. How am I doing? Yeah. Yeah, and and I'm not going to do that unless my identity is set in Christ. Hmm. I I am not going to let you guys speak the truth into my life. And by the way, you two do have the right to say anything to me that I need to hear, not on a podcast, but I mean, you, you guys have that right. 
Jason pulled, was pulling out a list and he just put it back in his pocket. I know. I know. He was all over. He's, he's shaking his head like too much. No, not enough time. But, but, um, but here's where identity has to come first. Cause if I know that I'm God's son, uh, then I want to grow in character and I have the confidence that I won't lose my identity. If you shatter my world by saying that I need to grow in a particular area. This is what kills a lot of marriages um, because there's all kinds of character flaws in a man's relationship with his wife and he just can't take it from her. Uh, he won't, he won't take the input and actually deal with it. Yeah. And that's the temptation to let pride keep in the way of your growth and character, but you just can't let it. Can't let, by the way, this, I've done this this year. Humility is sort of the theme that I'm working on this year. And uh, my book, uh, Humility and How I Attained It is coming out really quick. It's going to be a fantastic book. Uh, I am amazed. I love Andrew Murray's little book on humility because he talks about taking every opportunity to be humbled. And that, and that, just that was a game changer for me so that whenever I am humiliated by something somebody says or by some stupid thing that I say or do, um, take every opportunity to, to, to be humbled. Hmm. Um, and it's become a practice and I have to still grow obviously a lot in this, but this idea of, of working on one particular trait is, is a really good idea. Now, one thing I always find very interesting is obviously God is is our example and model of good character. And there, he has so many uh, amazing, infinite, incredible character qualities. But I do find that every Christian kind of latches onto one of them. One of the qualities of God, uh, God's character, that really just speaks to them. And I'm curious what it is for you guys. Hmm. Uh, so for me, it's his faithfulness. That is something that my, my whole Christian walk... I have just clung to the fact that God is faithful. Even if I'm faithless, he's faithful. And that's really had an impact on me. I'm curious, Jason, if there's a, uh, a character quality of God that you have really kind of um, attached yourself to. And I would have to be, I mean, I think faithfulness is definitely high up there, but I would say the love of God, God being love, that has been a big thing for me. I love worship. And to me, that's, that, that's one of the, the things that I connect with, I would say is his love. And do you think connecting with that has made you a more loving person? Yeah. So funny story. When I first came to Christ, as we're talking about this, I was, I was always wanting love. Like I, I, I yearned for that. And I didn't, I didn't necessarily realize that until I came to the Lord, but I realized really early on that I had a love, a love deficiency. Like I couldn't love people the right way. I couldn't forgive. And I don't, I don't say this to boast because we're talking to, you know, about humility here, but people will often rebuke me because I'll, I will find reasons to just love people and like, just forgive like people that I, that they're like, you need to write that person off. And I'm like, no, man, you know, I, and so I, I, I don't boast on that because that's something that I think is, is also a, a crippler for me. But anyway, yeah, so I, I, I definitely know that encountering his love, realizing how great it is. I realized how much I didn't know how to love. And so it caused me early on in my faith to start to meditate on scriptures that were talking about what love was, 1 Corinthians 13, learning what the fruit of the spirit was, and really beginning to grow in that area so that way I would be able to actually love 
like Jesus would. See, and that's that's one of the big deals that we men have love deficiencies, which is a character deficiency, partly because, as we talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago, the whole father wound deal. Uh, we need to be loved well by our dads who are to convey to us the love of God, the unconditional love of God. And so, so many of us as men following Christ have a deficiency in that area. I did too, uh, you know, and, and, and so growth in love is a, is a big deal for me too. I would, I'd probably d- defer back, Zach, you didn't ask me, but I'm going to pick up on it. Uh, you know, I would say the faithfulness of God, um, because as that kid where my parents divorced and he wasn't around and I felt pretty unmoored, unhinged and on my own, I kind of raised myself that early on, somebody gave me a little plaque and I had it for years. Quote from Hebrews 13, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I, that really is the defining verse that, that roots, roots me um, with God the Father and his character. And I always wanted to, and I wanted to be that dad that never left or forsake, forsook his kids as well. And I think that we can both see the fruit in your life of that, right? Your, your faithfulness to your family. I mean, they are, they are so important to you and, uh, and to your life and your heart now. Yeah. Well, they are. And so th- this whole thing of character, I mean, isn't this, isn't this such a big deal? And, and this is how we do life. This is how a Christian man does life. Am I my character? Yes. And no, I, you know, I am God's son, but I mess up. And so this is why Christians need to not be self-righteous. And when we mess up, when we sin and mess up big time, we need to confess it. And um, why the world sometimes doesn't like us because they think we're so self-righteous. And a lot of the times it's, it's because we as Christian men are not as connected to our identity in Christ. We don't believe that we're God's deeply beloved, redeemed, forgiven sons. So we have to preserve our, our external uh, aura, you know, or we got we to gotta put on who we are. no. When we mess up, we can say uh, we messed up, and we can admit it and run to the cross. Imagine <clears throat> a boss who is able to admit his failing, or a husband, a dad, um, and run to godly character. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a topic that you could not talk long enough about uh, because of how important it is. And again, every man has to choose for themselves what their character is going to be. They need to depend on God to supply them what they need, but ultimately they need to decide what kind of man do I want to be? Um, Because character is always going to be a part of your life. It's just if it's going to be good character or bad character. And that comes back to the idea of integrity and what Jason said about who are you when no one's looking? Yeah, when no one's looking. That really is a huge sense. And, and somebody said that, some great person um, named Jason Quinona said that. Uh, it's powerful. I heard it somewhere else because, you know, we have to be men of integrity here. I, haven't, I don't know who it was, but, yeah, it is true. I, it's, it's, and I think, I think being who we are when nobody else is seeing makes it a lot easier to be who we are when people are watching. Uh, 
yeah. right? Because yeah. you're not you're not like putting on different hats. Like, hey, I got to be this person in private. I got to be this perfect person in public. You know the 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 joke now. People don't really dress up to go to church, but you know, back in the days, people used to dress up all the time. Well, you got your church clothes on, and people didn't just put on church clothes. They put on church words. They put on church attitudes. They put on church behavior. And really, we should just be walking in church behavior, attitude, clothes all the time in the spiritual sense. And that way we're walking in the character that God desires. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Who you are in private means everything. And what you said was powerful that if if we are in private, what we ought to be, it's, it's easier to be in public as well. Absolutely. Well, thanks guys for talking with us today about character, continuing our series on the five marks of manhood. And we want to thank everyone at home for listening to this episode of the Forge Truth Podcast. If you have any questions or you want to engage in the discussion, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can email us at the show at forge at forgetruth.com. And if you're interested in learning more about the Forge movement, you can check out our website at forgetruth.com. We would love if you'd help get the word out about the podcast by going to Apple Podcasts and leaving a five-star rating and review for the show. It goes a long way in helping other people find the show. Thanks again for listening. And Jason, will you leave us with a challenge about today's topic? So I'll read a scripture. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 and 29 says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And what I would say is that no matter what is going on in your life, no matter how deficient you may feel, you need to know that you are being conformed to the image of the son. Thanks for listening, guys.